how do you help the client find the reason why they want to reach that goal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how to link it to their values mm-hmm. um, do you do much of that? So like when you, um, as an example, when I'm talking with someone who potentially doesn't enjoy exercise mm. and doesn't really want to get moving, are you talking about how do I promote the fact that exercise, if we link that to your value, this is why it will benefit you and why you'll get more out of your life if you do this and how it will help you to, you know, get more from your values. Is that, is that what sort of what you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people get into it and they want to lose weight mm-hmm. just because they're in the fantasy of oh, I want to look like that girl yes. like I want to look like that girl yeah, that'd yeah. be awesome like I'd be so, so I was like, just saying you're not going to look like her yeah. you look like you yeah. you should get your head around that yeah. how do you visualise how you want to look so I hate when they show me photos yeah. like, you're not going to look like her and then you should <laughs> see their face like they take it offensively I'm like but you need to understand that that's not you so it's about how do you see yourself like do you have a visual of how you look because I always say if you can't see how you're going to look you'll never get there because the mind and the body are linked. Mm. So I've just said that to my corporate clients. Like, if you can't see yourself on stage exactly how you're going to look on that day, you won't make it. Yeah. They won't. No. And then they always say to me, oh my God, I looked exactly how I thought I would. Really? They've got that in their head. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I think you, you actually have to believe that that's how you be. So if you can't see that, then you're not ready for that. Hmm. Like, you actually have to believe that that's what you'll be. Michael talked about, you know, athletes, particularly that motocross guy, he couldn't train all the time. His parents couldn't afford to take him to the track all the time. So he used to sit on the end of his bed with his eyes shut and go through the course in his head. Really? I and that's how he trained that. himself. He never, he never had the hours doing motocross that the other competitors did, but he would sit and visualise it over and over and over, every particular bend, every rev of the bike, how he would navigate this... And then he'd give himself problems and issues of t- how to overcome it. And then when he got out there, he'd do it exactly as he visualised in his head. Wow. Mm. Because his, cool. his brain had lived it over and over and over so much that it became a reality. Mm. So I try and teach my clients the same thing. Like, you need to know what that anything looks like. What does that look like for you? Do you know what I mean? You can't yeah. compare yourself to someone because that's the fantasy. Because mm. even when you... I've lost 10 kilos, you still don't have hair. So yeah. then if you fail, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so yeah. Have, they have to visually, because when someone goes to me, I need to lose weight, and I go, well, what does that look like to you? Because you're just thinking about a number. Like, mm. but what, how are you physically looking your clothes? Yeah. How will you know you've reached that goal? Because it might be that you only need to lose five kilo mm. and you're happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they have yeah. this fantasy about numbers or so it's not real mm. until they can actually see it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, does that okay. make sense? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Well, that's like Joe Dispenza, how he talks about, you know, it's it's in your mind. Like, you can mm. close your eyes and think about it, and it's the same as actually yes. doing it. That's right, yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. whoa. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. Okay, cool. Um, let's get into it. Okay. Welcome to Mitch Ping's Mind. We're back again with a very special episode, all about, you know, <laughs> fat loss and nutrition and and. Pretty much just overall health, I think. Uh, when people say to you, like, oh, you're a nutritionist, and you're like, you're just like grinning your teeth, like, well, I'm not like just a nutritionist, yeah. or people have this perception of what a nutritionist is. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you actually do, and what kind of people do you help? Well, I help every sort of person you can imagine. I think when I think of myself, I'm more than just a nutritionist. I want people to live an exceptional life, and nutrition plays a huge part in that. 
So like what you eat predominantly will be what you're giving your body in order to, for it to function at a high level. So nutrition is a massive part of it. But it's also mindset. Like you can be eating an amazing diet but still not really feel good about yourself because your mind's not functioning at the level that your nutrition is. Yeah. It's all about how do we live um, or live an exceptional life, not just through the foods that we eat, but the activity do, that we do, the values that we have, are we in line with those values? So it's all about bringing all of that together. Mm. So when people say nutritionist, I like to think I'm more than that. Like when I sit with a client, I really want to delve into their life and actually understand them at a far deeper level than the food they're eating or the exercise that they're, they're doing, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely. So I met Danny doing, uh, who would have guessed, uh, a mojo course, right? <laughs> if everyone if everyone who follows me would be like, yeah, that mojo guy keeps because I'm doing all these courses, I'm promoting him. But yeah. yeah, Michael's awesome. And you've known him for a long time. Okay, like, how long so have you known Michael? I went and saw Michael way back in 2013. Wow. Yeah. So I was actually lying in my bed one night and I was actually at that point in my life where I was thinking, oh my God, my marriage has failed. I'm 35 and I'm living at home with my parents yeah. and I'm, uh, I'm still in a business that I was with my husband or ex-husband at that time. I'm thinking, how will I ever um, untangle myself from this position? And I was lying there and I just didn't have the know-how to do it because I'd been um, in a situation where I had a business partner, which was my husband, for, for 10 years and we built this business and now that that was all disintegrating, I really didn't know what I had to do next. And I'm lying there in bed going, I've got to do something, I've got to do something. <laughs> and I'm scrolling through Facebook and I saw this mojo guy with the, he had the pink and black yeah, logo, yeah. Like, as you've got on your hat. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, he's Adelaide based. Well, maybe I can just do that. And I think the tickets were only like $27. And I thought, yeah. I'll go. <laughs> and I really didn't know what I was getting myself into. Anyway, arrived at his course and he was all about jumping up and high-fiving everyone. And yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, why am I here? This is not what I signed myself up for. But I got past that and I think he framed me because he said, I think, you know, like maybe a third of you will want to leave because, yeah. you know, you're thinking, why am I here? So I'm like, I stuck it out to the end and it was really just the kickstart for me to go, you know what, I've got some ideas and some systems and some know-how to actually propel myself forward now. And mm. that's how I kind of started my journey. Wow, and that's so cool. I was so thankful for that moment that I met him um, because of where I am now. Mm. Yeah, over the six years that I've been doing this yeah, course, wow. it's come such a long way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so how have you integrated the mindset stuff you learned from, from Michael mm. into your nutrition stuff and do you still use a lot of you know his principles today? Absolutely. So I think I was doing the mindset stuff without knowing it anyway. Yeah, oh, definitely, and, yeah. Um, because I really want to understand people at a really, like I said, a deep level. Like I don't just want to go all... You need to eat this and you need to do some exercise. I really wanted to understand their mind as to why they got themselves in this position and how we could actually get them to the next position by changing their mindset, not just the nutrition, because I think anyone could follow a nutrition plan once it's delivered. But once motivation wanes, how do you keep them going? Mm. So everyone's motivated for the first six weeks, but then life gets in the way and you lose motivation, things slip off. And I can see that there was this problem where people were slipping off or, you know, maybe they'd get to the 12-week point and get results, but then they'd go back to old habits. So it was really about, okay, what is it that we need to um, do to people's mindset to, to give them the motivation to keep going or to set new goals once a goal is you know, reached? Yeah. And Michael's value system really came into that. Yeah. So a lot of the time I'll get someone maybe who comes to me and they know they've got to change their nutrition, like their GP said so, or maybe, you know, they've had some health issues. 
but they really don't want to. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a, a scary change and a bit of fear. So by getting the client to actually understand their values and then link the nutrition or the movement that they need to do or the lifestyle changes that need to implement to their value system, you can actually sort of see them go, oh, so it's yeah. not about just eating healthy. It's kind of like if someone's got, you know, family in their top three values and I say, well, you know, don't you want to be around for your family or to see your grandchildren grow up and, and you can all of a sudden see them going, oh, yeah, this is not just about eating better. This is about my quality of life and longevity yeah. and being around for a long time. Um, and another thing I explain to people is, well, there's no point living for a long time if your quality of life is not so good. That's a good one, And actually, yeah. you know, you can, you can live to be, I think the average age is about 84 now, mm -hmm. but if the last 10 years of that is not good quality and you're in a wheelchair or you're in a nursing home or you're not being able to enjoy your retirement, well, what's the point? So it's about setting yourself up. It's like, you know, we all have a super fund and we have plans for retirement, but it's all good to have all that money, but what if your health's not there and you can't actually enjoy that time? Yeah. You've worked hard all your life only to sit, you know, on a lounge or in a wheelchair or even in a hospital bed um, and not enjoy life. So it's about, you know, future pacing, one of the things Michael told yeah. us, but also going, okay, well, what's important to you? Like, where do you want to be? Like, this is not just about fixing this short term, it's about the long term. What are you going to gain out of this? Yeah. So linking it to value systems. The like long... career, even career, like, you know, people love their job and they're so career focused, but a lot of the time they'll let the nutrition side sleep or even the exercise side sleep and I go, well, you know, lifestyle disease can catch up with you very quickly Yeah. And you can't do the thing you love or it's going to be sacrificed or you might have to take a back seat to that for a while. Yeah, yeah. wow. So it sounds like, and it's the same with, I guess, everyone that comes into mm. to a coach, they come in, oh, I want to lose 10 kilos. Mm. Oh, I want to be, you know, I want to look yeah. like this. And then you dig deeper and there's usually that, that deeper yeah. meaning. Mm. How do you extract that from some people and how deep do you go in like the first, like how does it work with the clients? Is it initial consult and then So initial consult will come in and I'm, I'm very much about getting an idea of their lifestyle. Yeah. So what is about your current lifestyle that's holding you back from meeting your, the goals that you want to achieve? And then we talk about short term goals. So what do you want to achieve over the next three months? And then we go, what's your 12 month goal? And for most people, they don't really have a goal beyond the yeah. first say six months. Yeah. So like, Oh, I just wanted to, to lose weight and just learn how to eat better. But how will we keep this momentum going if you don't have goals outside of that? Yeah. Because for the most part, people will slip back to old habits if there isn't something to keep them propelling forward or that mm. momentum going. So I really talk about lifestyle. What's holding you back? What changes are we going to make? Because I can give you a great nutrition plan, but if you don't want to change the habits that got you to this point now, that's going to be a problem because those habits will still be there even though you've had the nutrition little things will pop up again. Yeah. So it's all about lifestyle, actually understanding the client, where they are now, where they want to be short-term, where they want to be long-term. But then also going, okay, so what is it about you? Um, you know, is there self-sabotage going on? Is there, you know, um, some problems with the way you think about food? Like a lot of people will have these ideas that certain foods are bad. Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> or yeah. they've done lots of fad diets, all these quick fixes. So then they've got all these ideas around you know, I've got to avoid, avoid carbohydrates. I can't eat, you know, if I'm going to lose weight, I have to eat like 800 calories yeah. or I need to be vegan or I need to be paleo. <laughs> so there's a whole range of things that I think we need to break through first. So I'm all about what for you would enable you to do this in 12 months time. Yeah. So, and most people are going, oh, you know, like, well, if I've done, you know, 
for example, they've gone vegan because they've heard that we need to avoid meat because it's bad for our health. <laughs> That's all good, but are you going to be vegan in 12 months' time, you know, five <laughs> years' time? So let's really be re- simple about it and be realistic about it. So if you want to lose weight, that's excellent. That's the easy part, I think, yeah. because as you know, weight loss yeah. <laughs> is the byproduct of being in a calorie deficit. So that's the easy part, but the hard part is them actually sticking to the calorie yeah. deficit yeah. because of the ideas they've got around certain types of food or perhaps they've done a bit of a restrictive binge cycle. So it's about breaking through some potential roadblocks that have been holding them back in the nutrition long term and actually teaching them that I believe inherently there are no good or bad foods, yeah. but it's about having uh, restraint around how much you choose to eat of any one food and then how you combine that with the rest your food for the rest of the day. Yeah. So it's really about knowledge and education as well. Yeah, 100%. Because mm. um, I don't think that anyone should be following a nutrition plan forever. Mm. I think a nutrition plan is a great guide to set someone up on their path, but they actually then need to understand nutrition at a, you know, a level in which they can take care of for the rest of their lives. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all about the coaching to get them to that point where they feel confident that they can actually do their own nutrition. And that doesn't mean you have to use a tracking app, but it's about being mindful. Yeah. Understanding the caloric values of foods, how to put foods together so you're meeting your micronutrient needs, your yeah. fiber needs, your protein needs. Um, and then they can actually start to gain the confidence to mixing up their meals a little bit, trying new things and, and having that ability to move forward without having to keep going back to a nutritionist or a dietitian or yeah. buying the next diet book. Yeah. Um, and I think that's where the dieting industry fails a lot of people. It's all about quick fixes and then um, they set yeah. you up to fail yeah. so you buy the next product. Yeah. Where I'm about, okay, once you've reached your goal, how are you going to keep going? Yeah. Yeah. And what's your next goal? Exactly. Or what's the exit strategy once you've reached the goal? Like if you're at that happy place, how do you then maintain that? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I love that when, when people say, like you do a consult yeah. with them and they go, okay, what's your food look like? And they're like, oh, well, oh, I, I eat chocolate, but I, I know I shouldn't do that. Yeah. And it's like, oh, why, why do you think that? Yeah. Oh, chocolate's bad. Oh, why is it bad? Yeah. And then they're just like, oh my God, it's actually gives me so much joy. Yes. It's like when you overeat it. Yeah. So it's like there's no good or bad foods, but I think there's bad quantities sometimes. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So what's, what's the first lever you kind of pull um, when you sit down with a client? And it's going, to be, it's going to be different, but if you break it down into, you know, um, you know water, sleep, rest, mm-hmm. um, yeah. stress management, exercise, things mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. where do you look for someone... Um, for the first lever to pull to point them in the right direction of you know mm-hmm. maintaining a healthier lifestyle. Well, it depends what that lifestyle is. So if someone's you know really not looking after the health, there's many factors that contribute to that. It's about making small changes. Yeah. Like so, if you're not going to the gym and you haven't eaten well for a long period of time and eat a lot of junk food, you don't drink any water. There's no point telling them they've got to go to the gym. For mm, days yeah, exactly. Week. You've got right? to change everything. Yeah. I'm all about, okay, so we, let's make three simple changes that we can implement over the next month until they become a bit of a habit. Mm-hmm. And then that habit evolves into a lifestyle. And then you're just doing it because it's something that you do each day. Then let's move on to the next thing. Yeah. Because I find that a lot of people will go, I oh, know I've got to go to the gym. And then they say, I'm going to go to the gym <laughs> five days a week. And then I go, okay, so I'm going to base this on your activity level. What happens if you can only get to the gym twice a week? And that's like twice a week average over the next month. I said, so then you're caloric needs aren't going to be in line with what you said you're going to expend in energy. So 
I said, what would be the happy medium that wouldn't give you anxiety about <laughs> going to the gym? And, you know, we might then get that down. Okay, I can definitely go twice a week and I can definitely go for a couple of walks. Excellent. Because then you're not going to set yourself up to fail. Because yeah. people go, I'll go five days a week and then they get anxiety because they only went twice this week and then they're trying to fit it in with their life and then it all gets too hard and then they're embarrassed. Mm. Um, and then they don't want to sort of tell me what's going on. So mm. it's all about small changes. So... Um, for someone who's really not looked after the health, I might go, we just need to drink more water each day. And I love this yep. one. I've got this thing here. So go and get one of these from Foodland. <laughs> this is 2.2 like litres. Bigger than your head. Because <laughs> people need to gauge what they're doing. Yeah. I want to explain all the benefits of water. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, what are the benefits so, of water? Yeah. So it's all about, you know, feeling amazing and having energy and your skin looks good. And typically for the girls, they say, you know, your skin will look plumper and you'll look fresher and you'll have more energy. And, <laughs> um, so I said, go and get one of these from Cole or Foodland, fill it up and aim to finish it before five o'clock. Yeah. And take it everywhere with you. So that's a great start. Then I might go, okay, so maybe nutrition plan is not right for you at this point, but maybe you just need to eat more fruits and vegetables um, and reduce your intake of junk food and keep a bit of a food diary. And let's, next time we catch up, let's have a look at how that's progressed. And I love the old go for three 10 minute walks every day. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So one in the morning, one at lunchtime, <laughs> and one in the evening because you're getting fresh air and sunlight. Yeah. Um, it's time for you just to get away from the laptop or the screens and just get moving. And that is 30 minutes. Yeah. If you said to someone you've got to work, walk 30 minutes every day, sometimes that can be overwhelming. Yeah. But if I said, get up in the morning, have a glass of water, walk five minutes out your door, turn around and come home, could you do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Could you do that at lunchtime to give yourself a bit of a break? Yes, and then dinner, same thing. And before you know it, they've done three 10 minute walks, yeah. 30 minutes. Um, and that's just a really great start. Yeah. So it doesn't need to be that all of a sudden you've got to start doing, you know, five or six gym classes and completely overhaul your nutrition. So everyone's uniquely different. Mm. The main thing is you've got to create a system that someone can go, oh, I can do that. Mm. And once they start to enjoy that system, you can evolve the system and then do something a little bit more. Yeah. And then you've obviously got the hardcore people that come in and retrain five days a week and they yeah. just, yeah. you know, need maybe to rest a bit more, recover a little bit more and maybe get some more protein in the diet and, you know, that would be the system for them. So, yeah, yeah everyone's unique. Yeah. But it's about really finding out what level that person is at and not to overwhelm them. Mm. 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 I love that. Yeah. And then, oh my God, the 10 minute walks, because yeah. I drill that in in my yeah. seminars with my clients. Yeah. Like, 10 minute walk, 10 minute walk. Yeah. And it's so, there you go, you heard it here from how long have you been in the industry? <laughs> oh my God, since 2003. Yeah, yeah. so what, 16 years? Yeah. There you go, yeah. folks. Go for your 10 minute yeah. walks. Yeah. It's so good. I just love them for, for stress. Mm. And especially in the morning, yes. like have the water and then you see the sunlight mm. and you, it like sets your circadian mm. rhythm. Oh my Absolutely, God, it just yeah. helps digest food. Yeah, yeah. I think it's air. also like, it's just that, because um, life's so hectic, like it's just that time to have 10 minutes of peace to yourself. And you yeah. can do a little bit of mental planning and you can think about, you know, stuff that you want to achieve at a personal level. And it's not just go, 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 thinking about the next thing you've got to get done. Like you can actually just do some thinking for yourself yeah yeah okay so if we're talking bang for buck like weight loss um maintain uh, all sustainable weight loss strategies right 
10 minute walks definitely up there like drinking water yes. <laughs> what other banks sleep of hygiene is massive so yeah okay. a lot of people um will not get enough sleep and you know when you're constantly tired it just drives hunger it drives your body's need for a quick easy accessible food so you'll find you have more cravings for carbohydrates and yeah. fats and quick accessible foods when you actually didn't need those extra calories you just needed more rest mm. so it's all about creating a sleep routine and i love the analogy that i use for my child so when a child's born, we need to teach them to be able to self-soothe and, and eventually go to sleep and we create a routine. I thought you just let them sleep in your bed with you every night and let them wake you up every night. Well, you know, that, that? that's happened. Yeah. That still happens. But it's also about letting them know that it's sleep time. So, you know, yeah. as, a, as a child, predominantly it's like you have your dinner and then you have bath and then relax time, bit of play time, it's a book and then it's bed. And so it winds down their little brain to know that that's the next process. Mm. As an adult, we don't do that. Like, we're at the laptop till, like, 10 o'clock. And then we're on social media till 11. And then we're like, shit, I've got to get up. So I better turn my phone off and go to sleep. And then yeah. you flip the light off. And then you want to <laughs> lie there, tossing and turning for so long. So you've got to actually train your own brain and body that we're coming into sleep. And what I do from a lot of my clients is I'll say, 40 minutes before you're actually going to go to bed, no phones, no social media, no laptops, no TV. Go and do something. What am I meant to do? <laughs> so it might be that you have like a nice shower or even a bath or you read something of interest like a book, magazine. Go old school. Dim the lights right down. My favourite is a cup of chamomile tea with a teaspoon of honey. Yeah. Because the honey uh, releases serotonin, tryptophan and the sleep hormone, the melatonin. I didn't know that. That's yeah. cool. Okay. So it's just a bit of a process, a hormonal process that shuts you down for sleep. The chamomile tea in itself, it's a nice warm drink. Yeah. What the brain actually needs to do is drop its body temperature in order for us to get ready for sleep. So we need to actually um, drop right down. So having either a hot tea or a bath um, and then dropping suddenly will make you quite tired. Obviously turning the light right down as well indicates that we're coming into a sleep period. So it's about ensuring that you have a little bit of a routine, mm. but also that you go to bed at the same time every night if yeah. possible and wake up the same time each day, even if it's the weekend. You mm. train your body to get ready for that sleep period. Yeah. And, you know, for the most part in the world that we live in, unless people are aware of that, they just do this crazy thing and try and go to sleep and then wonder why it's not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's just about realizing that rest and recovery and sleep is as important as the nutrition and the exercise. Yeah. You can't have one without the other. Mm. And a lot of people, like I see with a lot of um, uh, bodybuilders or athletes, like they do these crazy workouts and they've got their nutrition set, but then they work crazy hours um, and they don't get enough sleep in and then they wonder why their body's suffering and not repairing and recovering or they get little injuries mm. um, or they just all of a sudden feel really tired and lethargic and unmotivated even when... They think they've got nutrition and training set. So it's all about realizing that body needs to recuperate as well. Yeah, oh, mm. definitely. I like to say, don't set an alarm to wake up, set an alarm to go to bed. Yeah, absolutely. That's another one. Yeah. 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 Okay, so we've got water, walks, sleep routine. Yes. What's, what's next? Oh, nutrition. Nutrition. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. That's your yeah, special. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you know what? Nutrition looks different for everyone. Yeah. You know, um, what I try and teach is there's no right or wrong way. It's a very, very individual thing. Um, when someone says to me, oh, do you know what, I eat healthier, I always say, well, what does that mean for you? Mm. Like, I always get them to bring in a food diary to show me what healthy means because okay. 
someone says healthy, that could just mean that they don't eat junk food, mm. right? But the quality of the food that they're eating isn't meaning their micronutrient or their macronutrient needs. Um, for someone who says healthy, it might mean that just means all clean, wholesome, unprocessed foods that they prep. Um, so it really comes down to the individual um, as what they believe healthy is and, and how the small changes that they can do to make that a better way of eating for their body okay. and their lifestyle. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I'm not here to go, you need to do yeah. this style of nutrition. I'm yeah. really about the individual system. Um, and if someone said to me, I really love keto and I want to do keto, absolutely. If that's what you love and you're not doing it because of all the little myths or stories you heard about why keto is <laughs> better for you, you're doing it because keto makes you feel better, you run more efficiently, um, you, you find more it more satiating. Yeah, um, and you actually feel like you, you, know, you perform better through the day. Keto has a lot of benefits, but it's also quite restrictive in a lot of ways. And I always say, are you going to be doing keto in 12 months' time, mm. two years' time? If they can happily say yes, then absolutely, let's do keto. It's the same with being vegan. A lot of people, I call them, uh, we, we, in the industry, we call them vegans, like fake vegans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And they're doing it because they think it's about, you know, losing weight or it's, it's a healthier option because they've watched documentaries. Yeah, oh my God. I need, to, I need to see that <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger movie yeah. just so I, I can watched, like, debunk I it. I watched, have you... yeah. Have you heard, um, listened to, I think, I'm trying to remember who it was. It was on Joe Rogan talking about debunking that whole movie oh really yeah was it recent yeah, like yeah, on the recent, okay yeah, yeah i need to listen to that yeah so it was about <clears throat> what was going on behind the scenes yeah it was all money making and oh, stuff like no, that oh yeah. no no so, way um but arnold, <laughs> my favorite was like everyone goes oh, did you know that arnold schwarzenegger was a vegan no. but <laughs> his whole life to build all those wonderful muscles that he has he ate meat yeah <laughs> yeah and you know took substances as well so yeah. you know <laughs> he's vegan now that's not why he looks like that so yeah it's really interesting yeah yeah so again the vegan thing like are you sure that that's what you want to do and could you be doing this in 12 months time and are you choosing to do it for the right reasons mm. and does it work for you do you feel better when you eat as a vegan because i think every nutrition style there's potential for nutrient deficiencies if mm. you're not aware of how to balance that same with you know being vegan is you can end up with potential nutrient deficiencies so you need to be aware of that as well and then how to balance that so that you don't end up depleted in some areas. Okay, yeah. What are some common like nutrient deficiencies that you mm. see? Definitely iron and B12 mm-hmm. and iodine mm-hmm. in vegans. Um, so we just need to go, okay, so... Oh, just in general people. Oh, in yeah. general. Well, it... How long have we seen? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it comes down to essentially the diet of the individual. Yeah. I think for the most part, people don't meet their protein requirements. Like as they get older, yeah. um, protein is needed in a greater quantity. What's it called? Sarcopenia or something? Yeah. When you get older? And yeah, yeah. yeah. So you start to break down muscle mass. Mm. And, and so it's really about ensuring that you meet your protein requirements or you're aware of what they are and then how to meet them. Mm. So um, it can be protein. It could be, you know, people don't eat enough fruit and vegetables. They're not getting enough mm. fiber and micronutrients mm. in their diet. So it's really an individual thing. Okay, That's yeah. why I do this whole, you know, lifestyle Massive breakdown console, yeah. and let's go, okay, where are we at? Yeah. Um, what do we need to change? Mm. And I think as well, um, people have this idea that eating healthy is hard and it requires a lot of prep. Mm, yeah. But eating healthy, really at the end of the day, it's not about that you have to eat healthy, unprocessed foods and that you've got to eat clean. It's like about looking at your overall, what you would eat over a week. Mm. Like, 
some days maybe it's not going to be all that great, but it's what you do in an overall week to balance that out. So yeah. there's nothing wrong with having a bit of junk food here and there, but we need to sort of balance it out with the other nutrition. So you shouldn't feel bad for having a couple of takeaway meals if that's what you need to do, but it's what we do for the rest of the week as well. Yeah. So it's really, I guess, up to the individual where they're at and how we can improve that. Yeah. Mm. I love eating, like going out with my friends or family that I haven't yeah. seen in a while and I'll eat a big burger or have ice yeah. cream or something and they'll be like, oh my God, like you, you, you eat that? I'm like, hell yeah, I eat oh, that. Oh, I but, get that all the time. It drives yeah. me <laughs> You're like, this is the one meal I've had in the last month that's yeah. like decent. <laughs> I get that like, oh, do you eat that? Yeah. <laughs> it's just some bread. <laughs> Because people have this image that in order to uh, maintain a leaner body weight or to, you know, carry muscle or, or be in, I guess, what I call shape is that you avoid certain foods. Mm. And it drives me nuts. Mm. I didn't yeah. know that you would eat that. <laughs> I'm like, I eat everything. Yeah. But, you know, I have the knowledge to be able to balance yeah. it. That's yeah. the thing, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so bringing it back to the, the protein and, yes. and the vegetables. Mm. Now, what do we know happens when, you know, you're on a caloric deficit you get hungry, right? Yeah. What are the best things to make you feel full? Well, that's one of the first things I say to people is that when you're in a caloric deficit, I mean, if the deficit isn't too big, and I would never mm. go more than 500 yeah. calories, and that's more for a sedentary person. If someone's exercising a lot, it might look like 300 or 400. Yeah. Um, at times, you are going to feel hungry. And I always teach people, it's okay to feel hungry. A lot of people actually fear the feeling of feeling hungry. Mm. Like, oh, I'm hungry, but eat. Mm. Um, it's okay to go for mm. periods of time without eating um, and it's actually okay to train yourself to feel and acknowledge that feeling is okay so one of the first things I explained to them is that we are in a calorie deficit and what you're going to find is at times you're going to be hungry and that's okay you just got to write it out so drink some water Yeah. or um, change your mindset around it so yeah. instead of going oh my god I'm hungry like I don't know like I'm going to pass out I go okay if you're hungry at this point in time you're training your body to use fat for fuel mm. And that's a really good way to sort of put it. So instead of going panicking, I'm hungry, oh, I'm starting to break down fat. Yeah. Even though we're breaking down fat all the time. Shh, don't, don't <laughs> tell them, don't tell them. Um, <laughs> but training their mindset to go, oh, this is actually an okay thing. Yeah. Um, the point of no return is essentially if your calories are way too low and you're going to start to feel moody and lethargic and you can't do all the things that you want to do and your brain's not functioning, obviously that's not a good thing. But there's nothing wrong with feeling a bit of hunger at times. In fact, it's actually good for you to feel okay, that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So would, would your protein requirement, if you hit it, like mm-hmm. what, what do you go, gram per pound so of lean body mass? So I actually work out protein on lean body mass, yeah, not okay. overall weight. because. How I try and explain it is if somebody comes to me and they're incredibly obese, if we've worked it out on overall weight, yeah. they're going to be eating protein. Thousand grams of protein. And if someone came to me who's um, a female athlete, like at about 14 or 15% body fat because of their sport, high degree of muscle mass, and we actually worked out, and they're quite lean, and we worked out their um, uh, protein on muscle, uh, sorry, their protein on overall weight, yeah. they're going to be on way too low protein for the amount of exercise they're doing for the amount of muscle that they have. Mm. So I work it out on lean body mass, so essentially their overall weight minus their body fat is what we come up with lean body mass, and then I normally work that the lowest amount is 2 grams per yeah. kilo of lean body mass, okay. all the way up to, I think it's 3.2 if they're in their 50s and over. Yeah, okay. Mm. And when they hit that, will, yes. that, will they 
feel more full when they hit their protein? Well, protein is far more satiated. Yeah. So you're having more protein in your diet, you're going to feel fuller for longer. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What about vegetables? Is that, do they make people feel full? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> I like just say, like, the more fiber you have in the diet, and yeah. I call them volume foods. So yeah. when you eat volume foods, like a lot of vegetables and salads type things with each meal, you do, you get that feeling of um, fullness in the stomach. Your body has to work hard to break it down so you feel fuller for longer. Um, and so you, you actually feel full but without that heavy feeling. So yeah. you know, if you eat a, a big sort of salad type meal and you've got some like avocado or chicken, a bit of quinoa in there, some nuts and seeds, you feel amazing. Like yeah. your digestive system um, is like loving all the food you've got. You feel really full and satisfied. You've got a bit of a spring in your step as mm. opposed to having like a heap of I mean, creamy pasta um, and garlic bread and that sort of thing. While it tastes amazing at the time, I can guarantee in about an hour you're going to be going, yeah. you just don't feel like you've got that spring in your step. Your yeah. digestive system is overloaded and it has to work really, really hard. Whereas when we have light meals full of fiber, you've got your carbs, your proteins, your fats in there, you, your body just loves it and you actually feel you know, inspired to get up and get moving. Whereas mm. heavy meals will just make you feel sluggish and tired. Yeah. 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 How do you, because that's such a big problem. People mm. will say like, oh, I feel bloated. Mm. I have no energy. And then you ask them what they eat and you're mm. like, when do you feel bloated and have no energy? Oh, after I eat. And you're like, hmm, so what could you do? Yeah. How do you get clients to connect the dots of wait, the food I'm eating, mm -hmm. you know, it tastes good. It's that short-term instant gratification yeah. compared to, you know, I might need to eat, you know, bore, like quote-unquote boring salads for a month mm. before they actually start tasting mm. really good. Mm. Because, you know, as we know, mm. people only do things that they perceive have more benefits than yes. drawbacks. Mm -hmm. If there's Maccas in a salad there, I'm like, oh, I'm going to get more benefits out of Maccas. Mm. How do you transition clients and get them to realize themselves, like, hey, the salad is better than the... I always say, um, I do it with myself, how am I going to feel in a couple of hours time? Mm. Like, it might taste great, but how am I actually going to feel? And for the most part, people understand that when they eat the junk food or, you know, food that's really heavy and overloads their digestive system, they're going to feel lethargic, mm. sluggish, maybe even want to have a bit of a lie down. And I say, how is that going to benefit you? Yeah. If you're feeling like that, will yeah. you be able to get up and do all the things that you want to do? Um, so when we eat the salad, okay potentially maybe it didn't taste as good as the Maccas, although I think it does. <laughs> if you come and see me, I'll make food taste amazing better. as well. But it's all about, what's that going to do for me in the next couple of hours? How's yeah. that going to do for me? Like, am I going to be able to get up and do all the things I want to do? So it's really about, again, future pace it like, okay, so if I eat this, what's the outcome in a couple of hours? Am I going to get the benefits of what I wanted to achieve today or is it going to make me feel like shit? Am I going to feel moody, sluggish? Um, and I'm not going to achieve everything I set out for the day. Mm. So it's looking at it from that perspective. And most people will come into me and they'll say, oh, we have our six-week check-in. They'll go, oh, my God, I've got so much energy. I feel so much better. I'm getting so much more done, um, so much more pleasant around my children. I'm arguing with my partner. Mm. And they're actually seeing from a wellness perspective, it's not just about weight loss or, you know, how they're feeling, but it's all about those little things that tie in, like family, career, um, social life. Um, moods, um, just feeling better, mm. feeling better as a whole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then that's a really good question to ask. I never mm. thought of that. Like, okay, how is this going to make you feel mm. in a couple of hours? Yeah. yeah. Cause that's because I know when I eat, mm. you know, the boring salad, I'm like, well, I know I'm going to feel flat and like yeah. energized, mm. right? Especially if I'm going to do a workout. Like, yeah. like how 
are you meant to have a good workout mm. if you're all bloated and have mm. no energy? Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. So it's really just that question. Um, and I've been doing that for a long time. So, you know, quite often I'll go, oh, I'm so tired, I want to get home. Maybe I'll just <laughs> something take away tomorrow. <laughs> you know, and when I talk about takeaway, like I don't ever get like junky foods, but you know, just getting something else. And I think, no, if I go home and I spend 20 minutes prepping a healthy meal, and that could be some sort of carbs, some sort of protein and some salad or vegetables, I know I will sleep better that night. I know mm. I'll wake up, I'll train better, I'll be in a far better mood. So it's all about, okay, how will I feel? Yeah. And that's kind of what, it's the same with training. Yeah. Do you know, like some mornings you wake up and you're like, oh my God, I can sleep. And I always said to myself, okay, you can lie in bed, but how's that going to make you feel in a couple of hours? Yeah. Or you can go to the gym and get there and you feel tired, but it's that accomplishment of finishing the workout. It's that endorphin release I get from going to the gym. So I get home, I'm so much more motivated and far more productive for the rest of the day because I've got a workout in. And I always do that and I always get up and I go. Because yeah. I know I feel defeated when I sleep in because I'm not gonna get those feel good feelings. Yeah. I'm not gonna be as productive. Um, and I probably end up more moody because I didn't get my, my chance to do something for myself first thing in the morning. Mm. So it's the question of how will I feel later? Yeah, and what's the outcome of yeah. this? And yeah. what outcome do I want? Yeah. So back to, like we were talking before we started recording, the, the visualization yeah. and the goal setting. How important is that for someone that, you know, wants to, you know, yeah. sustain and maintain a healthy lifestyle for yeah. the rest of our life? So I always ask the client, what does that look like to you mm. like, from a visual perspective? So if someone says, I need to lose 10 kilo, like that's just a number. So I go, do you actually visualize or can you see yourself looking 10 kilo slimmer? What would that look like to you? And then for the most part, blank, oh no. Well, how are you ever gonna know where you wanna be if you can't actually physically see it? Yeah. So you wanna lose 10 kilos because that's just what you think you need to be or you need to be a certain number. But if you can't visually see it, how do you know you've reached your goal? Because mm. You might have, like I said, you might have only needed to lose five kilo and you're where you wanted to be, mm. but you might lose that five kilo, be where you wanted to be, but in your mind it was still another 10 kilo and yeah. you're pushing yourself to get to that next level and then you set yourself up to fail because you never actually get there. It's all about having a visual, like I say, is there a certain outfit that you want to be able to wear? Yeah. Like, do you have something that you can physically put on or something you can see yourself in? Um, that you'll know you've arrived at the place that you want to be. I think that's really important visually. And particularly for my comp prep clients, I say to them, within the first month, they start their comp prep and then I go, okay, do you physically, and vis can you visually see what you need to look like to be on stage? Because if you can't see that, you're not going to get there. Yeah. Like you have to, in your mind, see yourself in the outfit on stage, exactly how you're going to look on the day, because your body won't get there unless your mind can actually see it. So it's really for each individual, what does that look like to you? Visually see it in your mind, imprint it into your mind, because when you get there, you'll know you've achieved that. Yeah. Um, because people chase numbers, and it's not yeah. about the numbers, ever. Like people say, I need to be this percent body fat. Okay, why? Like, because realistically, even, you know, anywhere between, say, 20% body fat for girls up to 35%, that's not really a health issue. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. even be above 30% body fat, not ideal, but it's not a health issue until you go above 35%. Yeah. So look, at the end of the day, you can be 34% body fat, be really fit, strong and healthy, be eating a great diet. Yes, you carry some extra body fat, but if you feel good about yourself, that's okay as well. Yeah. yeah. It's more about when we're getting into that really overweight range that it becomes an issue from a health perspective. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. So 
to sort of break down what we we spoken about, mm. get really clear on you know, you, you know, you have your surface reason. Yes. Get really clear on the deeper meaning. You know, yes. I want to have more energy with my kids. I want yes. to be more productive at work and find mm. a more fulfilling job. Mm. Blah blah blah. Then get really clear on the outcome that you want, the yeah. goals, right? So how do you do goals? Three months, six months, 12 months? So or if do you... we look at initial goals, like in the first four weeks, what is it that you would like to see in the first four weeks? Because I find that if people can't see change in the first four weeks, we lose the motivation and momentum. So we need to have clear goals to achieve to set the target rolling quickly. Mm. So it's four weeks. What do we need to achieve in four weeks for you to feel that this is working for you and then you want to keep doing it? Mm. Then we look at it from the six-week point of view. So when you come back to see me in six weeks... Where do you need to be to feel like you can keep doing this? Yeah. Because if someone at you know if we set unrealistic expectations and the the time frames aren't allowing us to reach that goal, people will give up because they think they've failed. So, look, if you wanted to lose twenty kilo, is it realistic that you're going to do this in twelve, in 12 weeks? Yeah. Well, it's not. So mm. like we've really got to reset their mind. So I'll go if we could lose twenty kilos, but it took us twelve months. But you enjoyed every element of your nutrition. You still got to socialize. Mm. You didn't have to bust yourself in the gym. Um, and that you actually educated yourself about nutrition along the way and got to evolve that nutrition, actually learn some really cool habits. You still reached your goal, but the actual amount of information you were able to absorb and the habits you would be able to create over that 12-month period is going to serve you a lot longer than trying to squeeze something into... 12 weeks or 20 weeks because mm. a lot of people will set unrealistic expectations and the time frames as well so we need yeah. to get you know quite clear on what that is yeah do, do smart goals yeah so if someone's going to work with me for 12 weeks and they say oh i want to be at this percentage i said well look you know that's pretty unrealistic we're not going to do that but what if we said we could lose six kilo in that 12 weeks and then you can sort of set their mind to be realistic about it. So at mm. the 12 weeks, they've lost six kilo and they're really happy with that. Yeah. And they're ready to keep going. But if they had unrealistic expectations, they don't meet them, then they feel like a failure and they'll most likely go back to old habits because yeah. it didn't work. Mm. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So get very clear on, on your reason. Yes. Why link it to your, your values, yes. so your family, your health. All hobbies, career, hobbies, whatever it career. Might be. Yeah. And then, you know, get realistic and achievable and specific goal yeah and then you know start to create small habits over time for water your walking mm -hmm. your sleep routine and your nutrition so your mm -hmm. protein and your vegetables yeah how are we doing for time and mindset yeah we're almost on time <laughs> oh, are we okay yeah perfect <laughs> I think we did really well. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you had like a timer or something, yeah. but, I was gonna, but that, was, that was good. It was like, oh, it's going to go for yeah. three hours. <laughs> nice. Yeah, uh, I think it's, yeah, like I think you just keep it simple. Yeah. Nutrition does not need to be hard. Yeah. Exercise. No. Um, but I think there's too many people in the industry setting others up to fail. Yeah. And I really want to smash through that. Yeah. Like I just want people to be on their own journey. Yes. Not, oh my God. Yeah. Not the journey of someone else or. Yeah. It needs to fit in with you and it needs to be comfortable for you. Mm. And I think I love the Mojo Master. I remember him saying, fulfillment comes from the journey, not the destination. Yeah. Um, too many people focus on where they want to be, but not about what they're going to learn in the process of getting there. Yeah. And I think that that's where the real uh, fulfillment knowledge education comes from. And it sets them up to get to that healthy place and then maintain it because yeah. they're actually enjoying the journey. 
Yeah. And, and you know, fad diets, quick fixes, all that sort of stuff, it's just bullshit. Yeah. Because it sets people up to fail and self-sabotage and they don't really learn anything anyway. Exactly. In fact, they probably end up worse with worse habits and worse thoughts about food and body image in the first place. Yeah. Mm. I love that. Um, something Michael said that like blew my mind the last course, mm. he said if you win like the lotto a hundred million dollars, yeah. you'll always, people, they'll always spend it all mm. in a couple of years. They'll be back in an even yeah. worse mm. state than they were to start with because mm. you always go back to your level of knowledge. That's right. So if we snapped our fingers, you got the body you want, you have all the energy, mm. you would just go back to where you were because you didn't learn anything. Yeah. Or you didn't appreciate the process. Yeah. Or the journey. Yeah. 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 That is awesome to end on. Where okay. can they find you, Danny? <laughs> <laughs> um, finesse Nutrition and Fitness on Facebook or Danny underscore Finesse underscore Nutrition on Instagram. Website, finessenutritionandfitness.com.au. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, and... Like, don't be turned off that I do comp prep because that's like 1% <laughs> of what I do. And I absolutely love it because it's very scientific, right down to the last intricate nutrition plan that I write in the lead up. And I love that. I love crunching numbers. But for the most part, I just love helping everyday people feel empowered and live an exceptional life. Like, I just want everyone to understand how, how good you can feel. Boom. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks Thank for coming you. on. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's You're very fun. welcome. I'm sure they enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so hit us with a rating. You can find me on Instagram, Mitch Ping, and YouTube, Fit Mitch Ping. And we'll see you guys next time. Thanks Thank for you. watching. Thank or you. Listening. Bye. <laughs>